Good morning. I'm your host, Shiki, and this is The Other Side of a Storm. Welcome back. This is a continuation on the series, Family. You know, previously I stated, I love my family and my friends that I count as family. I know we all, at least I think we all, have a friend that has been, you know, there with us through it all. Not the sometimes friends, but the ones that we can count on through the really bad times. The ones that cry with you. The ones, you know, that are truly happy for you when good things happen to you. Like the Bible says, Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Those kind of friends, those are the ones that become family. Not only is family important, it's so important to support your family and your friends. Me and my husband, you know, we often talk about our encounters with our friends that are married or were married. And we share often details or conversations about the things that they're going through or have gone through. And we it causes us to pause and give thanks for our marriage and thank God that he's brought us through some devastating times. And it really saddens us when we see how some of the marriages have failed or they're a shell of what it should and could be a healthy marriage. I mean, one spouse doesn't encourage the other one, or one spouse is constantly cheating. Um, those things. One friend's marriage has crumbled because the husband has medical issues and the wife is just absent from the marriage. She is no help to him. And she has even said that if he gets sicker, she will not take care of him. That, that just astonishes me. You stood before man and before God, more importantly, and has changed vows to do the very thing you said you won't do. You know, the in sickness and in health part. It makes me wonder, do people really understand what those vows mean? I mean, I also have friends whose marriage exemplifies those vows in sickness and health, richer or poor. I've seen them work that faith out, work those vows out. I, I know a friend, him and his wife. Before they even got married, he suffered a devastating accident. And her only response to it, after she cried out to God and fell on her face and prayed, her response to him was, in order for me to take care of you, we have to be in the same house. But before we can be in the same house, I must be your wife. Wonderful people. I... I have 
of questions I've ever asked me and my husband have talked, and I've even asked my friends. It makes me wonder, do people really understand what those vows mean? Have they sat down and talked them through with each other? Have they even talked about what it is that they want out of marriage? Why they're getting married? You know, other than the, oh, because I love him, or the worst. Well, we've been together this long. Wow. We might as well do it. Hmm. That one right there gets me. First off, let's stop right there. Let's stop it right there. As a woman, if a man was to say, or if my husband had said to me, I guess I married, you know, we've been together this long. We might as well do it. (laughs) That's going to be a big nope for me. If that's the only reason you want to marry me is because of time, let's not do that. Let's not do that. To me, this is where the love and support of our friends and our family comes in. They need your support during these hard, downright, terrible times. And you have to love them enough to be honest. Honest enough to help them find a way to try to work it out. Work out their problems. Work out their issues. Find counseling. I don't wish for any marriage to fail. I pray for marriages. I just don't believe God meant for our marriages to become a burden or a place of suffering. 1 Corinthians 16 and 14 in the Amplified Bible reads, Let everything you do be done in love. The true love of God, the love that God has for men, and as an inspired love for us. I'm paraphrasing that last part. I didn't read it exactly, but exactly word for word because I don't want to cause anyone to stumble. It says, true love to God, a man as inspired by God's love for us. That's how it reads. And 1 Peter 4 and 8 says, above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins, a multitude of sins. So you made that vow. You've told each other consistently that I love you. I support you. I'm there for you. Don't let those be vain words, hollow, without meaning. Vows are a promise. Not only to God, but to your spouse, to your husband, to your wife. Better not to make a promise to God than to break one. That applies to man too. 
We've all know how it feels when a person promises that they're going to be there for you and they're going to support you or they, I'll be there to pick you up. And you're waiting, you're dressed, you're excited, and they never show up. That's a devastating feeling. You know, some, how can I put it? I'm sure at some point in your life, someone has said something that hurt you, hurt you deeply. Remember that pain. Remember that pain? It didn't feel good. So why in turn would you want to inflict that kind of pain on someone else? I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. I've heard this saying, I don't know where or who said it, but it's like a cliche almost because people said and don't really put any thought into it, but it's true. Hurt people hurt people. I break it down if you don't know if if you missed it because at one point I kind of missed it. I'm like hurt people hurt people. I don't get it, but then I had to think about it. You're hurt, so in turn you want someone else to feel your hurts. So hurt people hurt people. That's where, if you remember way back in the beginning, I made a comment about at some point in your life, you have to stand naked before God and yourself and address the issues that you have and start to work on those things that you don't like about you. Hurt is one of those things. Until you address that hurt, you will hurt other people. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, nor do I pretend to be. But what I am is someone who has lived life. And thankfully, oh, thankfully, I've learned from my mistakes. I've learned from every trial. I pray when I go through things that God, please help me learn what it is that you want me to learn from this situation so I do not have to repeat this test. I don't want to repeat any of the tests that I've been through. Some have broken me down that I didn't know which way to go. Or if I was going to make it out. Oh, but I did. Hence the name, the other side of the storm. Because, baby, let me tell you, there is light on the other side of the storm. That's why I always like to say I see you on the other side of the storm. So whatever you're going through, know the key phrase is through. You're going through. Through it. That means at some point you're coming out of it. Just support your friends. 
love on your family, give them support. And when you need it, ask for support. Ask for it. Don't suffer in silence. Get the help you need. There's no, there's no um, disrespect in getting help. There's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no shame in getting help. You can be saved and still need help. As always, I want to thank you for stopping by. I'm your host, Shiki. And this is the other side of the storm. Be blessed. Go forth and make the day great and be the best you you can be. Nobody else can duplicate it. You are an original. Love you with the love of Christ. And I'll see you next time. Oh, and P.S. You are loved. You are needed. And you are appreciated.